All right, it's good to have you today. Uh, I will begin a new series on this podcast. It will last about eight weeks, and we're going to talk about this subject, Men Who Wouldn't Quit. Primarily, we're going to talk use uh, men from the scriptures. Today, I want to bring your attention to James chapter 5, verse 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. So as we talk about this subject, each message will have a little distinction of its own. Today, it will be men who wouldn't quit when those closest to them were discouraging. You know, it's one thing to deal with the harassment of an enemy or somebody who is an adversary. We can handle that. We expect that. But it really gets difficult when it's somebody that we trusted and confided in, somebody that we had higher expectations out of. When they turn against us and they seem to be opposing us, as I consider this topic, there are three men in the Bible that stand out, one in particular that we'll look at for the most part. Job initially is the man I want to bring our reference, our, our focus into. Job said in chapter 16, verse 1, after he has experienced the loss of property, wealth, family, and even health, and it seems so difficult on him, he has three friends that join him, and for seven days they did stay with him. They had prayed, fasted, I'm sure, and they were quiet. But after they started opening their mouths, Job had this to say about them. Miserable comforters are ye all. The majority of the book of Job deals with these friends who began to accuse Job of secret sin. And you and I, as readers of the Bible, uh, are aware that it wasn't secret sin that brought this tragedy and trial on Job's life. It was a test that God allowed. Nevertheless, Job found this very, very difficult. And yet somehow, some way, he managed to make it through and his trust in the Lord is glorified in the book of Job. But he's not going to be the main character of our study. I mean, the Apostle Paul is another one. Paul would say in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, his last letter to Timothy, he would say, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it might not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So the Apostle Paul was another man who experienced great difficulty with those closest to him. Yet, he made it through. He found the Lord to be his rock. But the character I want to zero in on uh, today is David. 
When we come to 1 Samuel chapter 30, David is in a very distressful situation. He is already heavy-hearted about having to leave Saul and hide from the people of Israel. The men that are with him have found a city or a village that they have been held up in called Ziklag. They have actually been under the protection of a Philistine king. They have returned to Ziklag and they discover that everything they had there is gone or has been burned. We're talking family, friends, and property. And the Bible says this. It says in verse 6, 1 Samuel 30, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I want you to catch that statement. David was greatly distressed. I mean, this had an emotional toll on him. These are men that were close with him. These are men that had endured much of the same burdens and hardships that David had to experience. They chose to stay with David and experience this. But now it's gotten so bad, they're turning against him. They thought about stoning him. Boy, that'd be tough. That'd be hard. I don't know your situation right now. I don't know how difficult life is for you right now. But I do know you can make it. And I believe that learning from men who wouldn't quit can teach us some things. And in this area, men who wouldn't quit when those closest to them were discouraging. What do we learn here? Well, uh, with Job's friends, it was his accusers. With Paul, his friends became forsakers. With David's friends, they almost became his executioners. Here are some lessons we learned. Discouraging times will come come even to a man after God's own heart. Number two, there will not always be people around you to encourage you. Number three, God is always available to find encouragement from if you so choose. Number four, the distinction between spiritual leaders and followers is not position, but can you keep yourself encouraged when no one else will do it? Not everyone that says they are encouraged really are. Now, the Bible says here, David encouraged himself in the Lord, and we see some things about David. I'll just read uh, these statements. In verse 7 through 8, we discover that the will of God interests you more than revenge. David chose to pursue the will of God. Verse 9 and 10, when you actually are able to pursue the will of God with desire, that's a sign that you've been encouraged. Uh, in verse 10, When you can show patience and kindness toward those who can't keep up. David had 200 men that couldn't keep up. In verse 22 through 24 of chapter 30, when you don't let the mean spirit of others cause you to have a mean spirit, well, that's a sign that you've been encouraged. Because when David did recover all, uh, some of his men were angry at the 200 who couldn't keep up. But David was willing to show kindness. Now, that is a sign that you have been encouraged. 
How did David encourage himself? Well, he he didn't do it through drugs or alcohol. He didn't do it even through self-help books or an emotional buildup. He did it with the Lord. He sought the Lord. And, you know, to do that, we all the Lord is always available for us. We have to be more concerned about our character and our integrity with God than we do anything else. The relationship between you and God is always dependent upon you. Because God has opened the door. Only you and I close it. The next thing he did, he separated himself from the wrong influences. We find that he left the Philistines, whether he did it willingly or not. The fact that he had departed from them helped. He didn't let his grief keep him from his God. I'll close with this story. I may have shared it in the past, but there's a story of this farmer who had a pet donkey. He wasn't a wealthy farmer, and the donkey was starting to get old, and uh, the farmer was getting old, and he wanted to move and uh, find another location to live with his family, and he knew he wasn't going to be able to take care of his donkey, so he knew he needed to get rid of his donkey. Nobody wanted the donkey. And he didn't have the heart to kill the donkey. And he thought he'd do something that this seems so absurd. But he thought, you know, I'm just going to dig this hole. And I'll put my donkey in it. And I'm going to bury him. So he dug this deep hole and put the donkey down in there. And he started burying him. And every shovel full of dirt that landed on that donkey's back, that donkey shook it off and stamped it down. Boy, that farmer would throw another shovel full of dirt on that donkey. That donkey shook it off and stamped it down. No doubt that donkey's wondering what this farmer who'd been his friend is doing. Here the dirt would come on, on his back and the donkey just keeps stamping it down. You know what happened. Before long, the donkey shook all the dirt off that the farmer had dug out of that hole. And the donkey had stamped it down to where he walked right out of that hole. You and I got to learn to shake some things off, and we can do that with the help of the Lord. God bless you, and I hope you have a fantastic day.